0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
3: My All Man Said podcast I'm David Michael, the editor of MyAllManSaid.com It's something for the weekend time Joining me to discuss what happens After Mostar Mostar Bosnia What happens next, Mr Chris Budd?
0: Hello sir Well we go to Brentford next
3: What's higher or lower in terms of sexier than Mostar? Um Are going higher or lower with a Brentford? Pfft Lower, it's probably lower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I, my mind was fast-forwarding to Middlesbrough in January.
3: Supporting this, my old man said, "Episode is Green King sport. It is the season for festive football." and the best way to watch it, down at your local Green King Sports Pub, of course. After all, Christmas is a time to catch up with friends old and new, so round up your team and get down your local for refreshing pints, good food and live action of every Christmas cracker. Every fixture from TNT, Sky and Amazon is live at Green King Sports. That means wall-to-wall action on their huge HD screens. So head to your local Green King and watch every Watkins winner, Martinez save and dodgy VAR decision in an atmosphere worth sharing. Download the Green King Sports app and you'll receive ten percent of drinks every single time there's sports on the telly. Also, watch out for a future episode when we will be giving away a free hundred pound tab to a My Old oh Mansed listener. My oh Man Said. Locked in a cage in Brentford. That's what's next for the Villa away fans after the chicken pen of Mostar. But a real opportunity here because Brentford, another team with injury issues. You've got the the Zulu sign-making Ivan Tony obviously not out and injured, but suspended. He's back in January the 16th, so he's missing this game. But the guy who's replaced him and has scored seven goals to his name this
0: season. Yeah, and Bumo's out as well. Yep. So, uh, good time to visit uh, Brentford. And they're not in good form. Now, traditionally, you would think, in, in Villa terms, that's that builds us it. up for a fall. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Traditionally, you would think, oh, God, here we go. But you
3: may have noticed that Villa were in cruise control uh, against Zerinsky in the one-all draw, which sees us seal the group and uh, sit back until the draw is made in February to find out who were playing in March. So now it's all eyes on the prize in terms of, top four because mm. top five thanks to our chums in manchester and newcastle
0: yeah, cheers for that lads probably won't be a good enough
3: first time for 11 years that uh, well only two english teams have got out of the group stages in the champions league when you kind of need uh, as many english teams doing well this year just to boost the coefficient so they get that extra place but after recent results we have now slipped because it's only two countries will get that extra slot. And now English teams are now, England are now third in the coefficient with a bit of ground to make up. Germany and Italy have the places at the moment.
0: Although you would, you would say across all the competitions combined, you know, you'd fancy City and Arsenal to go reasonably well in the Champions League. You'd fancy Liverpool to probably go all the way in the Europa League and West Ham are in there too, Brighton are in there too. And you'd hope that Villa can go a long way in the Conference League, but it could be a bit yeah. of a 11th hour, 5th place thing where it changes pretty late in the season.
3: Yeah, sure, it's not over yet, but yes, you would need Villa, Liverpool... And probably
0: one of City and Arsenal to... And, and City, yeah. Well.
3: But... There's a flip side to this because we're looking at it through the lens of, oh, uh, you know, United and Newcastle haven't helped Villa get potentially uh, f- scraped through on fifth place to get into the Champions League. But what happens if we're in March and we are like 18 points <laughs> into the Champions League places, looking good? We're in third or fourth. And you're just looking behind you and you, you see you, the likes of Newcastle and Manchester United fighting out for that fifth place. And you think, wow. Well, we could win the Europa Conference League but it might allow Newcastle and United back in in fifth place so I think we'll play the academy players uh, and in this- frankly some of our yeah,
0: some of our big players have got tournaments this summer <laughs>
3: Yeah, so I think we're going to put some academy players in here just to uh, limp out in the last sixteen, just because we don't want to go. That would be real shit wouldn't it? It'd be really petty, oh. shit kind of thing you do in a final. <laughs> no, you, you wouldn't. If you're in the final, you got to win the final. That's the Villa way <laughs> in Europe, anyway. But uh, if you're in that, you know, you do a Martin O'Neill, you think, well, if you big let, a picture. if you let Newcastle and Man United into the Champions League, it would, financially is the big thing you. you giving them money but if Newcastle are out of the Champions League they've got a problem in terms of financial fair play well probably haven't because they've got their Saudi larder of loan players they can pick from hit P- pillage this is the bigger picture uh, sometimes you've got to sacrifice for the bigger picture I'm not saying we're going to give up winning a trophy to do that but I hope not we're exploring all avenues of humour here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Any other news in recent developments before we get into this Brentford
0: game? There was the new investment that's obviously coming into Villa, which we'll probably speak about more in the main. The main yes. show.
3: They are well, based in the, on the east side of the states, aren't they? In offices in New York and Philadelphia. That's more, I think,
0: bigger picture investment, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's probably to allow us to push push on a little bit more Pro- yeah. if anything, potentially securing funds for the stand etc
3: yeah because it's not so much on the pitch people are going oh we can go big in january no you still still bound by rules bound by rules in terms of the financial fair play situation but the the infrastructure around that you can build you know gold-plated stadium that's not going to uh, affect things it's just the obviously the team isn't it mm-hmm. in terms of the financial fair play yep right Brentford. Well, Mister Bud, back before the war and after the war, we, we had no problems against Brentford in the
0: late thirties and the early forties. Brentford who just get in the way sometimes, but we'd always sweep them aside.
3: Although they did get in uh, League Division One back in the day, but you know they'd come to Villa Park, take a five. 5-0 pasting 5-2 pasting weren't uncommon then we'd play them in the fa cup in the 50s we'd beat them there never lost to them until we visited days of tony sheer visited the the championship and then uh we it was especially at their ground we couldn't lay a glove on them luckily they've knocked that ground down and, and uh thank god and rehoused themselves and we still haven't won there
0: I mean, we can go there and score
3: now. Yeah, that, that,
0: that's there has been a development there at least. So over to you, Unai Emery. Yeah, there's another one to get off your back. It's bizarre the record there against them. It's, it just seems to be in, incapable of going there and getting a win. I mean, in the game last year, we snatched the draw. It wasn't like we. um yeah. particularly I mean, this is after
3: uh, that great Villa manager, is it Aaron Danks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah managed to absolutely crush the curse within like 10 minutes at Villa Park where we absolutely steamrolled them. There was a lot of relief in that game because we, we hadn't been used to seeing Villa play free-flowing football, but you knew you had a talented team that, yeah, should, was great were fun, that one underperforming. And then within like 10 minutes or so, you were like, well, hello, there they are. There's the <laughs> Villa. It set the tone for what was to come. That was the first win against those boys since uh, the fifties. So crazy events, mm-hmm. but yeah, we are actually looking for our first away a win against them in uh, well this century, and probably a good time because their form not so hot. The last six games, they've won two, they've lost won one four. in the last five basically. Luton was their last win. It's about three league games ago, three-one, and then they mm-hmm. beat West Ham at home as well. Arsenal beat them one-nil at their place. So that's just their, uh, that's their last three home games. It's still a tough place to go. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the home situation, their actual overall home record in eight games, well, their tenth in terms of home records won three drawn three lost two compared to uh, who's top of that league Chris Bud, I couldn't tell you with the plus 20 goal difference and the immaculate immaculate 24 points out of 8 games 25 Magical. goals scored nobody's even near such a, a blitzkrieg achievement only 5 goals conceded I have no idea who could be top of the, the home uh, record this season based on those stats mm-hmm. hmm. it's either Manchester City yeah Arsenal or, or i would probably be the team that beat both of them at Villa Park you'd think actually. so you? yeah you'd think hurrah. so hurrah <laughs> <laughs> hurrah Villa's away record going into this game. We are ninth. In terms of uh, away form, funny enough, Manchester City and Arsenal are the uh, the best away records in the league. Uh, didn't they just get beat at Villa Park in the same thing? I think league? they did. Oh, I think Jesus they did. Christ, what an achievement to beat the two top away teams within a few days of each other! Astonishing, astonishing. But uh, Manchester City have won five in nine, so this is one. I'm people go oh, Villa away form not so great. Nobody's got an, an exceptional away record this season. Arsenal. Five in eight. Liverpool, four wins in nine. And Villa have got three in eight. It's kind of comparable, isn't it, really? Yeah, Villa beat Brentford pretty much our away form's as good as anybody's. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Manchester City have lost three of nine games away. Arsenal have lost two of eight. You know, West Ham, uh, sixth best away form, played nine, won four, drawn one, lost four. So Villa beat Brentford, it's as good as anybody's, really. So it's a bit of a myth. And it's a kind of a lazy assumption that Villa, oh, we just need to sort out our terrible away form. It's not that terrible. It's top half. And if you beat Brentford, then you're kind of in the top five or six away forms.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you're playing against the Brentford side, who you wouldn't say they stood out much. They got a lot of credit last year, didn't they? Was statistically, they are actually on a lot of these, you know low impact should we say stats that don't necessarily mean a lot if you don't win the game but all of their stats this year are actually better than last year but of course they've lost and recently they've lost probably their two most threatening players to actually put the ball in the bloody net and that's kind of what it all comes down to yeah they're creating more chances Per game, 9 point,
3: yeah, 9.38 compared to 7.747. More touches in the opposition box. Uh, way more sh- passes completed. Way more shots as well in a game. 14 compared to 10 uh, last yep. season. XG, as you said, up 1.86 compared to 1.52. You know, it all looks a bed of roses, doesn't it, for them uh, this mm. season? But you've got to remember, up until the final furlong, they were in for the potential competition for Villa with them and Fulham for that Europa Conference League slot.
0: Yeah, they were kind of like the hipster's hipsters' choice, weren't they? Um, yeah. And for those who love love their stats. Well, and the old Frank's... Yeah, and, and, but they've obviously had a lot of injuries this, this year and that's obviously disrupted them. And I think it's probably not helped them on the road much where, you know, the fact that you're going to Sheffield United and giving them a rare three points, which I actually, I actually predicted they would lose that game. I thought they probably would. Um, it felt like a good, a good one for Sheffield that day. But they've, it would probably be nicer to play them at Villa Park, but it's pretty much nice playing everybody at Villa Park right now.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: It's interesting. When you look at the league table, I mean, just zooming out a little bit, Brentford, they are a, a middle middle of the table team now. And, you know, that's yeah. credit to them because... Uh, well, they've come a long way. Normally, you'd just be expect, you know, potential relegation battle. But they're comfortable... You know, they're 10 points above the relegation zone, even after just, you know, 16 games. But you see, they've played 16, they've only won five. Tenth place, Fulham, played 16, won six. Above them is, you the like, so West Ham, Brighton, played 16, won seven. So this is a low percentage of wins. Manchester United in sixth have won nine, drawn none, lost seven so I mean, you can get up a, to a sixth
0: team that are dreadful at the moment.
3: Get up to sixth in the league, and you've got almost like a 50-50 team in terms of whether they're going to win or lose or not. So that shows you really what, what you're dealing with when you get higher up, you'll you probably have to include Spurs in the conversation here, because they've won nine out of sixteen and, and lost four compared to uh, United's. But then, you know, your top four, there is a potential gap growing there, because you know, Villa are eight points above sixth place, above United. Liverpool won 11, lost one, you know, 11 out of 16. Arsenal, Villa, all 11 out of 16 wins. Because Villa have got winnable games, haven't they, until Christmas? I mean, United, probably the hardest one at Old Trafford. But it'd be interesting to see the league table at the turn of the year if that kind of top four or five is not almost like in a separate league to the rest of the the league table. Because the way it's starting to shape up, it looks like it could be.
0: But it kind of, you know, if you, as you said, if you zoom out, it, it, you'd hope, especially from our point of view, that the top can pull away a bit. And the bottom, they seem to be getting cut adrift a little bit as well, especially yeah. now that Everton have um, pulled away from the bottom. So the Even relegation
3: point. pretty much could be sorted out by the time of the year. And then your top four or five could have a bit of a, a gap. And we go back to what we we're joking about originally, where Villa can just get knocked out of the 16 just to keep that coefficient down, just to make sure that fifth place <laughs> uh, doesn't count. <laughs>
0: Keep the keep the cockney reds at arm's length.
3: Yeah, keep an eye on the development of the league because it's not it's not like a level uh, gradient, shall we say, f- throughout. No, no, looks like the top is going to move away. The middle's just hashing around, and it's then quite the a big middle this year, though. Yeah, it feels like yeah, there's loads of middling teams, uh, shall we say. Right, uh, threats of Brentford and Thomas Frank's ha- having to. Uh, I think you'd
0: call it. Yeah, big time. They change formation, they change personnel a lot. So it's kind of difficult to know what to expect from them. I think they, they, you know, for example, the last couple of home games, they've played a 4-3-3 against Luton and won, but then they played a back five against Arsenal. So it's hard to know what exactly you're going to face um, in this game because it's whether or not Brentford feel really positive and think, well, we've got to go after Villa, or if actually they kind of think, well, actually the, the team who've probably kept Villa at arm's length at best this year over two games a Mostar by just parking the bus and hitting on the brake. Yeah, they
3: got a draw, they'd be happy with that, and... I would have you can thought see so.
0: how Villa can get frustrated into a
3: draw. But what I liked about the Mostar game was we didn't really break too much sweat and rested
0: the likes of Watkins. We did the bare minimum, I would say. There's, there's, I, yeah. saw, I saw there was a couple of fans moaning about it online and then a little bit of press and it's kind of like it was a bit of a nothing game they couldn't win that you know because you don't get a bonus point for thumping someone 5-0 so it's like well what do we gain by doing yeah. anything other than the bare minimum here just come here get the job done get everybody back to Birmingham fit and healthy
3: because somebody who's a Brighton fan said to me you drew against Maestar and I was like well we only really needed a point
0: and that was only because we switched off for uh, the last 15 minutes
3: yeah it's no big deal I'm just looking at some of their injuries I mean they have got a bunch
0: of- it's like the spine of the team really the fact that you've lost you know Mbuma and and tone up front though for a side like Brentford who you know they've got some good players Petzius there Jensen, but Jensen
3: he's 50 very- 50 uh, he's, he's missed the last four games yeah they they are basically living to adapt aren't they
0: yeah and i I'd, I'd, I'd actually say they've done fairly well doing it they've, they've they've shuffled the pack a lot but they've still kind of kept in the middle of the table and Taken a couple of scalps. So it's not, they've not done a dreadful job at it, but that's kind of what they do, isn't it? Brentford traditionally do a punch above their weight and they are greater than the sum of their parts without using too many cliches. Nathan
3: Collins has got a chance of coming back. He's also missed the, uh, the last four games in defence. So there's a couple of players on the verge there Jensen and Collins that might come and reinforce them after missing three or four of their last games. But beyond that, I mean, it's more big hitters, isn't it? But they've got Neil Malpy back. Yeah, I did notice that a few weeks ago. I, I thought I didn't I, I don't remember. I him did like, back
0: there. Crawling back to Brentford. Yeah, he's kind of done the rounds, hasn't he, a little bit the last few years. Yeah, it's more like tail between the legs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And mallow pile play down the middle. Yeah. But it depends it depends what's formation they've played. Sort of three formations in the last three matches. So they played a 4-3-3 at Sheffield United, they played 4-4-2 at Brighton, and then they played like a back 5 against Arsenal the other week, so it's
3: I mean, look at the West Ham game, for example, when they beat West Ham. Yeah. Or beat, West, they beat
0: Luton with a 4-3-3. Yeah, but straight you, you got to look
3: middle. at calibre of team. West Ham are a bit more uh, on our level than uh, Luton are. Or Arsenal when they played about five, which I think they might do in this game. But they went 4-3-3 at home, Malpai in the middle, Wisser on the, the left-hand side of a three, and then Mabumo, who is obviously not playing, Jensen uh, plays on the left. So he, if he comes in, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't think they've got the personnel to go for outright fourth. 3-3 three, three at home against Villa mm-hmm. and you know if Collins is fit he will s- slip back into centre pack no doubt but you know these are people have missed months as opposed to uh, the odd week so I mean I, I must admit I'm not uh, au fait with what their actual injury is and whether they need drip feeding in or if you can throw them straight back in but you've got to boil it down as a real opportunity here and I mean the threat is just more the record, really, isn't it? Because you're playing a Brentford team. Perhaps, if you could choose any time in the season to play them, you'd you'd take it now.
0: You would think so, unless you unless you feel that their run has to come to an end. Yeah, you know, they've had a couple of bad results. They're probably looking forward to having a game back at that on their own turf after a couple of you know bad trips. But um.
3: But in terms yeah, of coming got, off a European positive. night as well, you know, if you're playing away after a European night, this isn't too bad considering where Brentford are at the moment. But at the same time, our it's our record, that's the main threat here. Mm-hmm. After we beat Arsenal, so, hey, we probably won't win against Brentford now, based on our <laughs> previous away performances. Because even though we beat Spurs, well, the overall performances,
0: it's resilience that got us whatever we got from those games yes yeah we could have been blown away at tottenham in the first sort of 20 minutes half an hour
3: yeah so it'd be interesting how positive brentford are because teams that have been positive against us and and a whether they've attacked the high line as forest did that's where you're going to get results against villa if you let villa play the game they want to play at their tempo then uh, brentford are probably going to struggle but if they get, get under our skin this could be a, a tricky one
0: I think it's a tricky one anyway. I'm glad that we managed to keep a few of those heavy hitters out of the team in you know in Bosnia. Obviously, you know, Watkins didn't get on the, the pitch. Tielemans didn't even travel. Kamara didn't come on. So you've actually kept a kind of a, a core of the group. You know, McGinn only played was it 55 minutes, and I, I'd imagine Emery was probably disappointed in actually having to give him give him that long. Yeah,
3: he shouldn't have been playing really at all. That should have been game set and match without him but you know respect to uh, Zerinsky because they were tough over both games they caused Villa a lot of problems and a good learning curve because even in the Premier League nobody sat back against Villa so successfully than uh, Zerinski did not I mean, that low block was a proper one as well, but it was, oh, was well-organized. Two, two banks of
0: four, wasn't it, basically?
3: Very disciplined. Well, it was more more. And they did, to a large part, you know, snuffle Villa out, and, and McGinn had to come off the bench to spark it. Off. I mean, I, I joked on Twitter, I'd have taken him straight off after he just came on for <laughs> yeah. a quick cameo. Mean, it was a really goal. good
0: goal, wasn't it, actually, the Zaniolo finish? It was a lovely ball, great touch, good finish. Hopefully, he takes a bit of confidence from that. Not that I'd expect him to be in the starting lineup for this one, but it's good that You've had a couple of guys kind of come in and a couple of young lads come in and made their debuts. You know, you've had, you've had young Philip Marshall in goal who's had, generally speaking, a pretty good game. I thought he was unlucky for the goal and there was a, a pretty. Big error when Chambers come on, who actually I thought when Chambers came on, he looked like a bit of a liability, unfortunately. Yeah. Whereas everyone else, I thought, you know, did, did the best they could in a kind of a, sometimes a difficult scenario. And then young Tommy O'Reilly came on and made his senior debut as well. So it's a, you know, it's a positive thing, that result, even though it's it's not very spectacular. It's good. You know, that's what those games are, are there to, you know, to be used for.
3: Uh, going back to the Brentford game, mum's pool panel results.
0: I'm going to go for a, a scrappy little 1-0 away win, I think, in this one. Possibly a draw, but I think we can win this one. I don't I don't expect us to blow them away at all. No. Um, I, th- I think it'll be a pretty hard-fought game, this one. It could even be sort of similar to the Arsenal game where we get a chance, take it, and then have to grind a bit. Yeah. Do we put a new head on now? Are we Villa of a level
3: of the Champions League where we go Brentford away, three points? But I don't know. You look at our away form, I and mean, even most are. You can throw that one in there. At the moment, you can't be arrogant, can you, turning no, up? No,
0: not at all. And the fact, yeah, you know, you've got no Louise, no Dini, who've both been huge players for us this season, that changes the dynamic of how we'll play slightly.
3: Yeah, this is similar to how I'm going against Arsenal. I'm going to go, uh, I'll go for the draw as well, but we're going to fucking win. Of course we are. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not convinced at the moment in terms of how we've played away. But the, the thing that gives me more confidence, actually, uh, and I'm kind of leaning to the win, I've got to be honest, is that their absentees. Yes. Yeah, so I'm. I'm changing it for a Villa win actually funny enough the Manchester City game was the only convincing result we've really had recently in the last few weeks yeah yeah but I think we might be spurred on a bit by those two results Uh, there's going to be an added conviction bit of extra belief yeah Mm -hmm. the suspensions is a thing
0: that does perhaps balance in a little bit to their injuries but you know we'll see I also think there's that it spurs you on this week knowing that The teams who are around you are all probably playing games they'd expect to win. So you want to put a marker down in this one. I think Spurs go to Forest. United have got to go to Liverpool, but you think, well, that'd be good for us. Newcastle play Fulham at home, which they should be winning. City play Palace. So it's like you'd expect most teams around you to win this weekend. So you do just want to, just for psychological reasons, want to keep your run going and keep you winning amongst the batch. So the
3: question is, who's going to drop the ball out of the Champions League contenders? Will anybody? We shall see.
2: (laughs)